You have 24 minutes, the podcast from 24 Hour Nation. My name is Randall White. There are some aspects of the night that are impossible to understand if you are not part of the community. So says Simone D'Antonio from what translates to the National Association of Italian Municipalities. In this episode of 24 Minutes from 24 Hour Nation, Simone is talking about the Tonight Project in Torino or Turin, Italy. The Tonight Project tested new thinking on how to shape and strengthen nightlife in important but overlooked neighborhoods that have very different characteristics and residents of different cultures and socioeconomics. The Tonight Project also used creative professionals from within the community to help shape a new future for these neighborhoods. There is a model here that can be replicated in cities around the world. Here are 24 Minutes with Simone D'Antonio. In the Italian Association of Cities and Municipalities, I'm in charge of dissemination and capitalization of uh, EU-funded uh, programs and projects. Uh, so what I basically do is to promote uh, the results uh, and the opportunities which are coming out from the uh, uh, European uh, projects. In the case of uh, uh, this specific project uh, tonight, I'm also uh, coordinating the communication activities and coordinating the uh, activities of promotion at, at European and global level. And, and when you say capitalization, what, what do you mean by that? I mean capturing knowledge that emerge from, from projects and uh, try to disseminate this knowledge as much as possible to different types of, of receivers. So from decision makers to members of the local communities to experts, stakeholders, so try as much as possible to gain knowledge from what was carried out by CITES. Well, that's perfect because my hope today is that we will be able to transfer some of that knowledge to a wider universe because I believe there is something in your project in Torino, in Turin, as we would say, that the people can be inspired by. So you and I met at the 2023 Montreal Night Summit. You opened one of the conference days with a keynote presentation about the Tonight Project. You also spoke about other work that Italian and European cities are undertaking regarding nighttime governance policies and nighttime urban innovations. So I want to get right to the Tonight Project. First of all, what is it? Tonight is uh, one of the first projects that was funded by the European Union on nighttime policies. Uh, this is uh, a project carried out by the city of Turin. Turin is the fourth Italian city per, per number of, Itali- per, per number of uh, inhabitants, uh, 900,000 inhabitants, um, which started a couple of years ago to involve residents in co-designing uh, some local policies and in co-managing uh, some public spaces uh, at different times of the day. So what they uh, did after a first project uh, funded by uh, an European program called the Urban Innovative Actions, uh, funding uh, innovative and uh, disruptive projects, was to apply the same scheme of collaboration with residents to the management of nighttime economy. Uh, in particular, with a focus on the use of public spaces, so reviving some public spaces in two neighborhoods of the city, and try to create new services for different types of uh, receivers at, uh, at nighttime. How was the process of this particular, um, these two communities in Torino, how, how, was it, how were they selected? Why those locations? Uh, the city selected these two neighborhoods called uh, Aurora and Vanquilla because these two neighborhoods are located 
uh, on the Dora River side. The Dora River side is a uh, um, part of the city which is considered as uh, suburban, even though the central square of Turin is just one kilometer, one kilometer half by walking. So it's not very far from uh, from the city center, and it's not very suburban for uh, an American uh, an American the American model, right? Yeah, for American model, but also for the model of other big European cities. But in the case of Turin, there was a strong difference. And in these two neighborhoods, you find some situations which are quite common uh, to many other neighborhoods in European and Italian cities. Uh, one of these is called Aurora, it's a multicultural neighborhood. Uh, uh, it's a neighborhood with strong problems in terms of security. So the sense of safety of the people is not as strong. So there was a need of creating new activities at nighttime for reviving this area and making this area less dangerous at nighttime. Uh, while the other part of the river, which is called Vanqui, is a classic university area. So it composed uh, of students, uh, so with the problems of noise that you usually find in, uh, in um, university places, with a big uh, university campus, which is completely empty during the nighttime. So these two areas uh, can be considered as a very interesting laboratory for change, so for testing innovative actions that can be replicated uh, in other Italian and European cities. So that's the reason why we, we got engaged as Association of Cities, also because we wanted to participate in testing something innovative and uh, something innovative which can create an impact tangible to, to the life of people, for the everyday life of people. What were a couple of goals? You talked particularly about one of the neighborhoods being very diverse, ethnically diverse, culturally diverse. Is that correct? Uh, culturally and uh, yeah, so many different nationalities are living there. So people from different areas of the world uh, taking these different parts of the local community and putting them to make it together to do some activities in common was one of the objectives of the project. Okay, and is this neighborhood this this first neighborhood? Give me its name again. Aurora. Okay, Aurora. And the was was this a community that has typically been overlooked? Exactly, exactly. Okay. And then the university community that's right there, in the terms of it being vacant and empty at night because the students leave, it seems like that provides a lot of space. So you have space for activity in one neighborhood and then spaces in the other neighborhood where there are problematic situations at night. And your goals here are to uh, give safe, inclusive, vibrant nighttime uh, spaces in both neighborhoods that also then perhaps connect the two? Yeah, that was the main objective. In fact, um, we usually uh, call the nighttime vibrancy movida in Italy, even though it's a Spanish word. Uh, while we have neighborhoods, Vanquilla, the university area, where the neighbors want less movida because it's noisy and it creates problems, while the other part of the of the, of the neighborhood, Aurora, so the other neighborhood, wants more movida because having people around makes it safer. Um, it's also positive in terms of economic and business opportunities for, for the bars and, and, and the cultural activities staying in the neighborhood. What is really interesting is that in this part of, of Turin, so in, in Aurora, um, the sense of ownership is really strong. There are many NGOs, associations, so many um, organizations which are doing things on the ground, even though they were not that much connected um, among each other. So one of the objectives was also to create uh, this sense of 
ownership of the, of the place, this sense of place, um, in some ways giving the opportunity to the associations to work together and do things together in a, in a time space of the day uh, where it's most needed. And that is another characteristic, I think, that is common in uh, cities around the world. You have these very active community groups within a neighborhood or neighborhood groups within a neighborhood, but they're not all talking to each other. So tell us a little bit about how the program managed to get these disparate voices together to help gain ownership and buy-in and help plan this new vision for the night. There were some actions which were carried out at the beginning of the project, considered that the project officially started to be an event on 14 February 2020, so just a couple of weeks before uh, the beginning of the lockdown. So Ah. it is that I'm going to mention you were carried out when the city was almost in complete lockdown. Uh, First of all, the research, ethnographic research, uh, trying to define which were the the aspirations, the desires of the people, And uh, this action, in some ways, oriented also uh, the creation of a public call for projects, for the creation of new services in that area. But an action that was really important for the project was an action of communication, action of storytelling. Uh, one of the uh, delivery partners of, of, this, of this project was a group of uh, creative people, directors, designers, uh, who decided to make some interviews to the members of the different communities living in Aurora. So they explained what was the night for them, why nighttime is important, and how night is seen from different cultures. This action that was uh, in some ways promoted also through our uh, social media channels and through the social media channels of the city contributed also to create the sense of uh, collaborative ownership I mentioned before, uh, and was also uh, paired with another action involving famous testimonials like uh, actors or movie directors or writers. Some of them were living in the neighborhood. Some of them were in some ways involved because they are the night people. They are testimonials of the night. In a moment of the year, the moment of, of our history where it was not possible to live the nighttime. So combining these two aspects in, in the storytelling action, so something from the ground, from the community, and something from uh, other uh, moments of the debate, uh, of the cultural debate of the city, was important to create uh, um, awareness among people, and people realized that nighttime was important, so it was worth to make an effort to uh, propose some ideas, propose some projects, uh, take part in the collaborative process that was carried out together with local associations. And these actions contributed to create the conditions for a change in these two neighborhoods. I, I want to back up just a little bit here. I mean, you personally are a writer and a journalist. You have that background in training. You just referenced storytelling and the role of storytelling in kind of connecting people and clearly communicating what the different cultures in the neighborhood might respond best to. That's not easy. It's not easy to kind of get those different stories together into a a combined vision for a space, especially when there's a lot of cultural diversity. But still, I'm very intrigued by the role of storytelling in this. What what stories did you hear when you were listening to what the different uh, parts of the neighborhood were talking about that really resonated most with you? There were a lot of stories that emerged from this uh, this process. 
uh, I think that the stories of the foreign communities living in that area were particularly interesting, like the stories of the Muslim community uh, showcasing why the night is so important for the Ramadan period or for the Chinese community living there in Aurora, but also listening uh, uh, to what uh, famous testimonials, famous actors uh, uh, usually uh, work at nighttime or at least rest after a show uh, at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. or famous writers who usually write during the nighttime more than during the daytime or uh, insisted also a lot to have among the testimonials, famous chefs and bartenders, because they are part right. of the fabric and they do a lot of things and uh, discovering also the places where they go after they finish working. So the, the places which are open at nighttime and we don't know them. So creating this, this narrative, I think was very important for showcasing the fact that night uh, is something vibrant. It's something that we don't know. Uh, even though we go to, we like to go out, we like to do things, uh, but there are some aspects of the nighttime which are impossible to be understood if you are not part of the community. And then you uh, start to explore also the other aspects of the nighttime. We work at nighttime. People who work in, in, in bars, in clubs, but also people who work in uh, urban mobility or in delivering uh, services uh, for the cities or delivering goods. So it's, it's a starting point for a narrative that is not just about the creation of, of better services for who is already part of the debate on nighttime economy, but it's part of, of, an, of a global narrative on, on how cities can be better for all at nighttime. I agree with you 100%, and I think the data supports that around the planet. We tend not to think about the nighttime workforce, the creative community, the uh, hospitality sector. Is it true in these neighborhoods in particular, maybe not so much in the university neighborhood, but that the the, the workforce in the nighttime economy lives there because it's more affordable, but they might work elsewhere in Torino? Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Consider that um, less than 10 minutes by walking from that neighborhood, you have the biggest uh, open air market in Europe. Uh, in, in Porta Palazzo, so you think you see when you when you go to Turin that uh, just for a couple of hours the market is closed because they stop working around seven eight in the clock uh, in in the evening and then when it's uh, midnight or one o'clock they already start to work for the day after. So you see that something is happening at nighttime, and having these neighborhoods very close to each other, having many people who work at the market but living in the neighborhoods create a sort of connection to also with other areas of the city, with other activities which are vital for, for the local economy, for the quality of life, uh, for food security, or for other aspects which are crucial for the everyday life of a city, uh, that we explored a bit with the project, but for sure are part of a narrative that will continue in the next few years with other activities. So the city right now is, is more aware also in terms of uh, integrated governance of the challenges related to nighttime, that during nighttime something interesting is happening and what is interesting uh, has to be governed in some ways, in an integrated uh, and collaborative way. What are some discoveries, some plans some that have come out of the Tonight Project in Torino? that are going to help move the city towards a different vision for the night? One of the most important discoveries, I think, is the fact that you can use 
some spaces also at nighttime. Um, public spaces as uh, parks or gardens or some streets which were regenerated uh, through the funds of the project are new public spaces available. One of these spaces is uh, one of the most important, in my opinion, are the schoolyards. You have a lot of schoolyards in, 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 in the cities, but in, for most of the time, these spaces are closed or just open for, for the kids during the daytime. Uh, these spaces can become like community hubs and can have a role also um, in making cities safer at nighttime because schools are recognized as a place for the local community. You can do movie screenings, you can do concerts, you can do a lot of things. And this is one of the great things that we learned uh, with, uh, with tonight. Another important element is how to consolidate this collaboration with residents. There are some uh, regulatory tools which were tested during the project, some, something like the packs of collaboration, so the type of agreements that these associations of group of residents did with the local authority. Uh, the consolidation of these packs is one of the results that on medium and long term will uh, inspire also other groups of residents partner with some associations or partner with other actors at local level for doing interesting things uh, in different neighborhoods of the city. Is it, is it your sense that you will uh, replicate or someone will replicate the same model of community engagement in other locations in Europe because of the support? Yeah, in the next few months, there will be some um, open calls uh, run by other European uh, funds like Urbact to push cities as touring, which uh, tested innovative measures on nighttime or other cities active on urban innovation to uh, promote this model, promote the replication and adaptation of this model to other cities. Even though these schemes won't offer the same amount of money, but cities as touring can guide other cities in finding resources for replicating some actions or at least to create some local plans uh, which can be important for, for this aspect. I don't want to neglect too much the university uh, community because you mentioned there were other issues there, that it's a little livelier at night, there's sound issues. What, what discoveries came out of that neighborhood that will feed the future for planning for this nighttime spaces? The most important thing that happened in the university area was the active involvement of the university in some of the activities. Um, a street which was close to the uh, uh, to the university campus was completely regenerated with the uh, resources of the project. And this street is going to host most of the activities at the final event on 6th July that I mentioned before. But the most important result was the fact that the university was convinced at the end to open up the uh, library to the students also at night time. This is a very interesting result because the libraries in Italian universities are, are historically been opened during the night time, but uh, for, for security reasons were then closed uh, also to uh, avoid that uh, homeless people can go there and sleep uh, uh, where students are studying. So there were some security issues in, in the 90s, especially around the beginning of the century, which pushed many universities to close this these spaces, uh, which are public spaces which need to be open to the local community, in my opinion, because are fundamental for creating culture and for creating uh, a sense of community. The University of Turin was part of this process and at the end they decided to keep them open. I think it's uh, one of the long-lasting effects of projects like this on the city.
That's fantastic. Now tell me, why is this important? Why is this work important? Not not just in Torino or in Italy, but why is this kind of focus on this kind of community reactivation at night and buy-in at night important? I think it's important because until a couple of years ago, uh, nighttime was seen just as something dangerous, uh, not only by the people, uh, but also by the decision makers. So all the debates that you find in different Italian cities, no matter the political color or political majority, uh, were just focused on uh, the dangers of the nighttime. Uh, trying to, to shift the focus from the danger to the opportunities that nighttime can offer uh, for the creation of a more integrated local community, for the creation of new business uh, activities. We saw this debate very strong after the COVID period with all the nighttime professionals uh, also in Italy who, who claimed for space and for more activities, uh, especially for recovering after, after the COVID, after the pandemic. So you see that there is a shift in, in, in the discussion. You see also many other Italian cities which are starting to discuss some forms of integrated governance of the nighttime. Uh, some examples from Bologna, from Trento, from Piacenza. You have also some deputy mayors who are in charge of night policies. Uh, it's not something that is happening in Turin because Turin decided just to keep a coordination among different uh, uh, departments and, and different deputy mayors. Uh, but it's already something because it's, it means that uh, cities are not scared anymore of Movida, are not scared of uh, having this topic as a divisive topic in, in the local uh, debate, in the local political agenda, and try to make this topic as something which is uh, important for also for the city in terms of branding, in terms of international marketing. So a city which is vibrant at night, I mean, it's a better city for all. So this type of debate is, is starting and is growing a lot. Uh, and I think it's one of the main results that projects as tonight can, can, can have also uh, as a multiplier effect of the project. I might add here, I'm speaking with uh, Simone D'Antonio with um, what, I would refer to as the National Association of Italian Municipalities as head of communications for this particular project called the Tonight Project. You can learn more about it at tonite.eu. They're also on Facebook and Twitter at Tonight Torino and on Instagram at Tonight underscore Torino. Your background, both as a journalist and an urban expert, you understand communication from the Tonight Project. What is the most important Tonight outcome that you could communicate to any city anywhere that would help other cities be safer, more economically viable at night? What would be the message you would encourage other people to embrace? Don't underestimate the role that nighttime can play for your city. Nighttime can be fundamental, can be great for solving so many challenges that decision makers see also daytime and nighttime can be a great laboratory for change. The nighttime can be a great laboratory for change. This has been Season 2, Episode 16 of 24 Minutes from 24 Hour Nation. Visit us at 24hournation.com and follow us on social media at 24 Hour Nation. My name is Randall White.